Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad podcast with Chris Finn. A production of P4S Golf. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad. I'm your host, Chris Finn. I am here with Bobby Pringle, our director of research here at P4S Golf. And we are excited for part two of what the heck to do in the offseason or the winter uh, or just when you're not playing a lot of golf. Uh, we've talked about mobility a bunch, obviously, on this pod. We've talked about uh, in our part one about the strength side of things yep. and and. Honestly, how we believe that's probably the most important, but I guess least appreciated, <laughs> at least talked about. Long forgotten uh, strength training. Yeah, unfortunately, in the in the marketplace of golf fitness, that has the uh, longest return of benefit to customers. Not very so, sexy. Yeah, so uh, people tend to go for the quick return, quick results, um, and that's what we're going to talk about today in speed training. Oh yeah. And while those results can be super fast. You see, I did that fast with yep, speed. Yep, you yep. Like that? Yeah, I got that. That was, that was crazy. I saw where it was going before it happened. <laughs> faster than me, I guess. Yeah, I am but actually. You are actually. Uh, it's because you're younger, though. If that's all. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll anyway, we digress. Same age. They don't need to listen to our arguing here. But the the <laughs> I think while speed training can deliver really really fast results, and that's why it's very popular, is because you know the average golfer, oh, new club. Goes further. Don't have to do anything other than pay for it. That's really easy. Sold. Right. Speed. I can buy these sticks. I can swing them really fast and I can go faster and I don't have to do anything other than that. Sign me up. Let's buy it. Right. So quick and convenient. Exactly. So speed training, obviously hitting the ball further is is very cool. Nobody gets mad when they hit the ball really far, when they're the last guy to hit off, you know, and their second shot because they're driving further than everybody else. But I think this is the caveat Speed training, well, probably the easiest, I would say, for most golfers. I don't know, mobility is pretty easy, but. Yeah, but mobility requires some discomfort and it requires consistency. That's right? true. And with speed training, you don't have discomfort until you screw yourself up and exactly, hurt yourself. Right? Which yeah, until is, you blow your back or your wrist or something. Out. Or your elbow. Yeah, yeah or yeah. Or, or, a lot of elbows. A lot of elbows, yeah. A lot of elbows. Uh, yeah, and literally like 80% or oh, that's 85% of people that do speed training uh, get hurt. Because they don't pass the rotary centers, they don't. They don't. You know, we talked about you got to have the ability to rotate in your hips, your shoulders, your spine, 
and your neck. And that's we have the home assessment we always give for free to anyone listening at P4S Golf. But literally nine out of ten people to take that fail it. Right. If you know, particularly if you're over the age of forty. Now our juniors they tend to do a little better on that. But if you're an adult, you pretty much can assure yourself that your mobility probably is no good. And probably not so, going to pass all four. Probably not. So Sorry. that's 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 problem number one. Problem number two is then part one yep. <laughs> was about strength. Strength. And most of the most of you listening right now are not strong enough to support the speed that you're swinging at. Hundred percent. And yet, as golfers, we want to go faster because if you're not first, you're last. Right. Yep. In the words of the, the ever wise Ricky Bobby. Um, but talk to us about speed training. How like what is it? Like how does it even work? Like I swing the stick and all of a sudden magically my club head speed goes faster. Like what, what's happening there? Let's start with that because that just, I think baffles a lot of people's minds. Yeah. So I'm not going to get too sciencey here. We can get a little sciencey. We'll, we'll do our best. Okay. Uh, we talked in the strength training episode about like little quadrants, little buckets, mm-hmm. right? You can get more complex and you can make this, you know, web graphic where all this stuff is interconnected. And I've done that a, a bunch I've of seen times. That a few right? times from you, yes. So, what speed training is trying to do is it's trying to actually get like the product out into the open. Right. Right. So it's trying to take the speed that's inside of your body and actually get it out into the golf club. Mm-hmm. Right. Now the, the benefits of it is for people who have some speed kind of hidden inside their body's engine. Mm-hmm. If we give you the right device that weighs a certain amount, a certain length, whatever, and we tell you to swing it as fast as possible, you're just going to get faster, mm-hmm. right? I love car analogies. For the person who has a really nice car engine, like a Formula One race car, yep. right? But they just don't know how to drive the car very well. If we just teach you how to drive the car, then you can make the car go faster, right? Yeah. Right. There's a whole big subset of people. <laughs> Why are you coming over this way? Most people, <laughs> 99% of people, your car engine sucks, Yeah. okay? Um, if you try to make the car go faster by just slamming on the pedal harder, you're going to redline the car. You're going to cause engine issues. Your tires are going to blow out. A lot of people have bad brakes on their cars too. Really bad brakes. Some are missing them actually. Yes. Yes. All of the above. Right. And so if I give you the same speed stick, stack system, rip stick, whatever device, right. And I just make you swing faster instead of actually getting faster, you're doing damage to your engine. Right. And that's where at P4S Golf, right, we're very particular about who we give speed training to. Mm-hmm. It's a very small subset of people. It's True. a very exclusive group. Oh, you get to do that. And the crazy thing to me is when you say that, people are like, oh, they don't do speed training. Oh, we do well, speed training all the time. But literally by getting you more mobile, by getting you strong, like the average person is going to pick up 10 yards very right. easily without ever focusing on speed training. Oh, absolutely. Right. And I think that's the, the point that's missed from people is like, you know, all these devices are like, add 20 yards in 20 minutes, like a, but, uh, but B, I don't know if I can say that on this podcast. I'm not sure <laughs> Whoops, if we have the rating, rating. but, um, <laughs> Mike, you may need to bleep, you know, bleep <laughs> that out. I don't know. But anyway, the, they really, they're these like promises that are, they're I, try to, how to, I try to, how to put this into words. Like when, they, when somebody does speed training, this is my favorite. I had, I had a, a guy who came in and he was like adamant about this. I need to do this. Like this is how I'm going to get faster. And I was like, okay, well, cool. So, um, so tell me how it works. He goes, why? Well, I, I, I do this drill. I swing a hundred times. This is before we did our research. hundred times. And yeah, now they don't do that anymore. But, right. Yeah. Uh, they won't hmm. tell anyone that. 
But uh, but yeah, so you know, they swing a hundred times. He's like, he's like, look, now my club head speed's faster. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. That's 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 temporary though. You know that, right? He's like, no, no, it's faster. I'm like, cool. Wait 15 minutes, dude, and then you can swing again. So he goes up 15 minutes later, and he's like back to where he was. Right. And he's like, whoa, what happened? I'm like, nervous system, bro. Yep. And you don't have the strength or the mobility to support what you just trained to stick to get it to stick, right? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I get it now. Oh. It's not the greatest thing to have to do with people and the chance they get hurt or right. Right. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that unless you're getting, you know, carefully watched over exactly. during that program. Exactly. But, but all right. So let's say you're doing speed training. Like uh-huh. how many, like how many should you do? Like, what do you like? How do you even like approach? Like, let's say everyone listening here uh-huh. has great rotary mobility. They have great strength. <laughs> they have, they just need to figure out how to get faster. They're, they're to this level of, Hey, I need to do speed training. Right. Like, well, so let's, let's take a step back because I I want to go to that misconception that we don't do speed training. Right. There's a lot of people that work with us that we do speed training with, mm-hmm. right? And let's talk data for a second, okay? All of these speed training products... Wouldn't be an episode if we didn't. Exactly. They have a claim, right? And I hate claims with no backing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what keeps me up at night, okay? <laughs> so they might claim that you can gain uh, five miles an hour if you do their eight-week program, mm-hmm. right? What we've already seen is if we have people get good flexibility, get good strength and power, and then we give them the speed training, not only do they gain that five maybe from the speed training program, they're usually gaining a bit more than that five, mm-hmm. and they've already probably gained five before that. Right. So their total gain that we know is going to be more sustainable is now more in the 10 mile an hour range. Mm-hmm. Heck, I've got one guy, he's almost up to 20 miles an hour. Right. Well, but think- it's taken him a long time to build that base, get that flexibility, and then get the benefits of the speed training. Right. And it, what we talked about in part one of this kind of off-season winter series, whatever we want to call it, uh-huh. was in the strength side, what, what, you fa- what we found in the research is the longer or the stronger somebody is, the longer they've been doing a strength mm-hmm. program, if there ever isn't a tweak, which in golf there always is in There's some sort of overuse tweak, right? Yep the rate at which they can return to training and return is like, I don't know what the percentage is. It's but like it's 12 a, times faster. Yeah, like 12, That's just a general 12 X is pretty good. Yeah. That is the first time I've ever heard you throw out a number with like out you like, yeah, without like kinda, with an uh, estimation. Number. Yeah. That was pretty no, good. Very solid. Proud 12 of you. times faster. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think that's, you know, when we're talking about the guy who does the mobility, who does the strength and then layers on the speed, right? Like, yeah, it's, 12 times better. It's it's pretty easy. So, yes, okay, what do I do with speed training? You've got tons and tons of options out there, all right? Let's go with what is actually the most efficient way to speed training, and it's what the fastest guys and gals in the world do, okay? Now, it's pretty which, difficult to do. Which, so I know we train most of them, so that's how we know that. <laughs> yes. We've we've been there for these training sessions, right? right? We, we With the pumping music, with the screaming and the hollering, this is kind of difficult to do. And it's it's literally you need to get a speed radar. You need to get a ball, your driver, and a net. And you just need to blast golf balls into that net until you slow down. Mm-hmm. Right? And it sounds stupid simple, but the difficulty is actually allowing yourself to like let go of where the golf ball is gonna go and just smack it. That is the reason I say that speed training is most importantly done in the off season because 
golfers struggle with caring about where the golf ball goes. It is a, a mildly important facet of the game. Some of us don't really care if the ball's in the woods. Let's clarify for those of you listening and can't see Bobby pointing to himself. He is pointing to himself. Me, right? I, just <laughs> I, wanna, I actually like scoring. I, just, You know, I want to see the whole course. I want to see I mean, the beautiful you, houses that are next yeah, to the course. You hit it 350 into the over the trees, over the first row of houses. Yeah, yeah. Not many people get to see the second row of houses. Right. It's it's entertaining yeah. to go over there and ask the kids, is there a ball in your front yard? Yeah, I, I hear they leave iced tea out there on the front steps. Sometimes anyone. there's a lemonade stand. <laughs> but it, it's it's very difficult to truly let go of where the ball is going and, and really relinquish to do speed training with your driver. Right. It's I haven't seen it been able to be accomplished during a golf season when someone cares about, Hey, I have a tournament coming up Mm -hmm. or um, I've got a golf trip coming up with my buddies, right? right? It's Hey, off season, you're not out on the course, put that net pretty close. So you don't even see where the ball is going Mm -hmm. and just smash until your number doesn't go up anymore. Right. Right. Now that's again, very difficult to do. And an even smaller subset of people that are appropriate for speed training can do that type of speed training. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Your next best option is going to be using a product that will help you get to different ranges of speed. Mm-hmm. Let's call it that. Yeah. All right. Um, if you're not hitting a ball, if you're just swinging an object, generally people have an easier time buying into, I don't care where the ball right. is going. So I'm going to let it go and go fast. Here. Yep. I'm going to build up slowly to let my body just let it rip. All I care about is the number on the speed radar, and then you can actually build speed from there. Right. right? So. so now you weren't here for my Christmas list. Okay. Episode. All right. Yeah. I did put the stack on there as if you are going to do speed training, yes. that would be the device that you know we would recommend. Now, I, after about five years of research and trying every single product that's out there and well, that's, testing that's, it thoroughly. The reason and, I'm bringing this up for all of you listening <laughs> is he's the guy who did all of the testing, did all like literally tr- tried every system. Yes. Like rip. Sp- spoke ripstick, with most speed. of the people who helped yep. develop those systems, that type of stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Thorough due diligence to make sure that if you're going to spend time and effort and money on something that it's going to work. Correct. Right. Yeah. And that's where... Right now, the stack is going to be the best product that's out there on the market because it's going to give you, call it a more gradiated program. Mm -hmm. It's going to slowly kind of build you up. Um, It's going to give you good feedback on how you've made progress. It's going to keep you engaged, Mm -hmm. right? And it's it's a very solid device. Right. And I think that's one thing I think that people don't understand about nervous system Mm -hmm. is that you can, the nervous system can be primed up and go incredibly fast today. Yep. So like the year, let's say your hundred percent is 120 miles an hour, right? You're feeling fresh. Feeling, You're feeling great. great. You may, I got three kids. My one kid came in last night. He wakes me up. He, you know, my other kid wets his bed. You know, my other daughter, she's sleepwalking, right? You don't sleep a lot, right? So, so, so then you come in today and now my hundred percent may be 117 miles an hour. Right. Right. Because my nervous system is fatigued. I'm tired. And I think that's, the important thing when you look at, you know, in the weight room, you can talk about um, velocity-based training with the stack. You know, you're basically, it's, I think it's, you're figuring out what is my 100% today. Right. And then from there, you can actually, you know, so let's say you're training at 70%. So I don't mm-hmm. know 70% on 117 on top of my head that's is. too but much math, man. That's a lot of math. But let's, let's say that's where you need to be, right? So 70% of 117, if that's your max today, is going to be different than when you're training at 70% of 120. 
And I think that's the importance of right. being able to adapt to your nervous system. Um, you, know, you know, everybody's got whoops and, you know, aura rings. Yeah, all and, that right, jazz. Right. And like those are delayed metrics, right? An actual predictive metric of your mm-hmm. um, nervous system recovery is like a vertical leap. Like you can come and do a vertical leap every day. And yeah, it's, if it's, it's way high, low, right? then, hey, I'm then, probably tired. Yeah, we should maybe take it a little easier today. The stack allows you to kind of have that sort of feedback, I guess right. is the way I would describe it, right? A hundred percent, right? And, and I would even say then, this is what I tell people, when you get that speed training device, if we're talking priorities, speed training actually doesn't leapfrog and become your number one priority, right? Your mobility training actually becomes your number one priority, mm-hmm. right? I was having a great talk with one of our other PTs, John, yesterday, yeah. and he has a couple of his clients using the stack. Mm-hmm. And and he was asking me, he was like, have you seen some people where they're passing these flexibility tests and then they start this really intensive three times a week, four times a week speed training? Yep. It was like their numbers, their flexibility numbers go down, right? And I was like, yep, they do. <laughs> right? Because you're doing this intense nervous system training, your body's going to kind of go, oh, I'm real tired, tighten yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes more important to get those flexibility numbers back up above so that you don't get yourself hurt. 100%. And I think that's what we saw. I think that was one of the most eye-opening things to me, talking speed. It's hard to talk about speed and not mention Kyle, right? And yeah. his rehab process, Kyle Berkshire came here. You know, He went from WDing, first time ever in his career, to 10, 12 weeks. Yeah, 12 winning, weeks. Winning the world championship, setting the world ball speed record, and the world's longest drive. Yep. Longest golf ball ever hit on a course. Right. Like, so like <laughs> pretty solid 12 weeks, right? Yeah. From not being able to move. But one of the, the outstanding things to me was the mobility levels. Yeah. And how like his hips, like it was the most flexible dude I've ever seen. He's, I, I tell people the simple way to put it, he is degree for degree, the most flexible adult male we've ever measured. Right. No one. And we've measured like 10,000. Lots so. of people. <laughs> Tons. No one can beat him in all four rotary centers. Mm-hmm. One person might have crazy flexible hips, but then like their shoulders suck. Right. Well, and that was the wild thing was when he started, you know, the, the how poor his shoulders yeah, were. It was worse than mine. Because of the nervous system, <laughs> right? And I think to the to your point of what you're talking about, when you start speed training, mm-hmm. um, the nervous system will tend to try to lock stuff down. And he wasn't right. focusing on those areas. I mean I mean, dude's shoulders looked like he had a shoulder replaced. Like that's how tight they good. were, right? And it, but it wasn't like tight in the sense of the tissue needed to be lengthened. It was we had to like teach his brain that it was okay for his shoulders to move again, and uh-huh. and that's where there was a. That wasn't magical, but I mean, it was pretty wild in terms of how much he would improve every single day he was in right. here. Um, and you know, that is a guy who's doing speed training for a living. Right. Basically. Yeah. His right? livelihood depends on how far he can hit a golf ball. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so for those of you who are looking at speed training, like take to heart what Bobby just said. I, that's why I'm bringing this up because I want to ram this kind of sort of down your guys' throats of if you're going to do speed training, first of all, please make sure you have good mobility, that you pass the you know, home assessment, that, yeah. you, that you have good strength levels. That's where we have the safe swing speed kind of predictor, basically, where we can say based on your numbers, this is where your safe speed to be at with your, you know, pretty much low, very low likelihood of injury. Mm-hmm. Like do that first. But I know a lot of you won't. You'll just go start doing speed training. Because speed training is fun. Right. It's sexy. Right. It gets fast results. Just know, please, that please. as you're doing that speed training, <laughs> you're already failing tests are getting worse. They're getting worse. So you have to do something 
to help keep that and hopefully right. get it better so that you can actually use the speed, right? Yeah. And that's the most frustrating thing that I have, you know, from my standpoint is like, I'll get on the set, like the soapbox of like, you're putting in so much time doing all the speed work and, right. you, and then you hurt yourself because you didn't do the prep work. So you can never even use the damn speed. Right. Ah, it drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you bust your elbow up, you can't really go play and use all that great speed. That's, you know, locked inside right. of a broken car. Right. And if, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming it's because you want to get better and you're willing to put in time and you yeah. probably are putting in time. And that's, yeah, I don't have the same level of frustration when I talk to somebody who's like lazy and doesn't do anything. They're like, Oh, I just wish I could swing faster. I'm like, okay, but you're not willing to do a thing. No. Nah, okay. Like, okay. That's like, whatever. Go that's ahead. your choice. That's your choice. It's the people listening, like for you listening right now, you want to get better. You want to, you're, you're probably putting in hours at the gym. You're, you're right. investing time, money. You know, most importantly, you're investing the time, you know, not forget the money, which usually isn't you know, <laughs> it's a, not a nominal amount, but you're investing the time. It's like, I, I'm so passionate, Bobby's, we all are, of, of mm-hmm. just getting you the right information and, and so that you can make the most of the time and, and then see the fruits of your labor. Literally, like, go out there and smoke it past somebody. And it's really and then, fun and when then it happens. Yeah. And then they're like, whoa, what'd you do? You're like, I don't know. Maybe uh, I kind of hit it off the toe. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of healy. Yeah. 330 still, down yeah, the middle. Yeah. That still went 320. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think that's, you know, hopefully that's, you guys kind of have gotten that from you know what we've talked about the story with Kyle of like speed training can be an amazing tool, fantastic, um, and and kind of it's like caveman way like get a driver just swing hard hit ball <laughs> right, um, but if you're gonna go with a device, obviously there are smarter devices than others. There's programs that actually work, um, right. you know, and but also understand that there's should be prep work done prior to yeah. do it. If we're truly talking about playing this game for as long as we can and longevity is our goal, um, you know, and that was the cool thing about Kyle. Like he came in, already had two world championships. Yep. I want to win a third. And he's like, and this is a guy like he like literally can barely stand up at this moment because he's so hurt. And he's like, but honestly, the most important thing is I want to be in this game for 10, 20 more years. I want to be the oldest person to win. Like he, even the top of the world of speed is thinking right. about longevity. And that's, such a common thread that we've found uh-huh. for, of all levels you know, for kids trying to play in college. That's longevity for the college trying to play pro that's longevity. Yep. Right. And for the, you know, the amateur 40, 50, 60, you're trying to make it to the next decade and shoot your age. And across the board, these are the principles of how to keep your body healthy and, and still play at the, at the highest level possible. Yeah. So, well, are you uh, off the soapbox a, now? I'm sorry. I'm going to step down. We're going to get <laughs> off the soapbox. I'm exhausted. That, yeah, that, was, that was really high. That was the so fastest box. 20 minutes or so <laughs> I think uh, that I've ever experienced on, on a pot. So, uh, but thank you guys, everyone for listening. Hopefully you uh, pulled some nuggets of knowledge out of there. Um, anything else you want to add about it? If you don't know where to start, that's, that's what the home assessment is for, right? If you want to get faster, if you want to be able to hit the ball further, that's where you have to start. Yeah. I don't let anybody go past. It's, it's like monopoly. Like <laughs> do not pass go. go. Do not collect $200 if you pick up a speed device without passing the home assessment straight to jail. You deserve whatever happens to you. Straight to jail. You have been warned. <laughs> Just please do the home assessment. Right. And by the time this comes out, we actually should also have our safe swing speed uh, predictor up there too, which is also free. It allows you to go in, yep. put in, hey, how'd you do on the tests? And you know, based on where you're at demographically and everything, there's all these crazy formulas and stuff that we've in there. It'll tell you, it'll give you an estimate of kind of where that safe swing speed for you is. So that also can inform you further. 
how big is my risk if, if I grab one of these devices and start chasing speed? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we've got tools for you too. Uh, you know, so I'm off the soapbox. We've provided value. Perfect. Tool. I, mean, I think we can call this one good. Good so, episode. Thanks everybody for, uh, for hanging out with us. Look forward to seeing you in the next one. And I uh, appreciate you taking the time to listen. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.